aka Patters. Welcome to episode 463 of aka Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, other known as the Pop Culture Pope, Spicy Taco, Roast Beef Sandwich, and Magneto's Helmet. Today, we're talking Miss Marvel from Disney Plus, where we're second episode just dropped. We're, uh, so many times, I, I've, I've, I even said this in, in private conversations, I, I don't do reaction reviews, uh, I talk about it, uh, yeah, I'm very animated when I discuss this, because I just feel like reaction reviews uh, steer towards nothingness. So what are we doing here? Well, we're not just talking about the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Frankly, we're not going to actually discuss the content of either of these episodes because I feel like the the show in all deserves a fair shake as any type of content was, uh, is, or does. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the content is for. Uh, we here at AKA Pads Audio with that city podcast, we look at all content and we judge it on its its merits. We judge it on its intent. We judge it on the execution. We do not interject um, frivolous, fantasy, uh, fan fiction ideas into what we expect these shows to be. Now, that you know, sometimes I cross that line because no one's perfect. Uh, and sometimes when we're reactionary, that's all that's in front of our face. And we don't see the show. We don't see the movie. We don't read the comic book or the novel uh, the way that it was intended. So, like, are we getting that with Miss Marvel? I don't think so. But did we just get that with Halo? And I would say, yeah, Halo from Paramount Plus is is a absolute prime and perfect example of what the expectations were versus what the reality was in front of our face. Uh, I think two of the biggest examples of this is Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which really uh, has passed over a generation. And we've seen it with Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and, and even previously when it comes to Star Wars content, uh, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, which I just recently put on because I've been watching Obi Wan on also on Disney Plus, and I I have to say episode, uh, the the older I get, the more tolerant <laughs> I am of Episode One, or the more of a brain dump I treat it as because I you know like just sitting down and being able to watch a movie like that, uh, just with the spectacles and knowing where the story's going to go uh it's so it's it's just interesting to me and it's to me it's okay that these because these some of these arguments are there uh does episode one have a focal character no does episode one uh you know like give us the anakin skywalker we were expecting uh from the end of return of the jedi no, you know, like we didn't want a little boy, or if we did got a little boy, we just didn't want that thing. And you know, then we have Jar Jar Binks, and people are still not over Jar Jar Binks. And I bring a lot of that perspective because along the way, uh, I greatly uh, have appreciated the Matrix sequels, Matrix Reloaded, and Matrix Revolutions, and really see what the Wachowskis attempted to do with those two movies. And it's, it makes my head spin 
the intricate detail of the story, exactly what they were going for. Uh, and to do that on somewhat, as you can consider, like an epic scale, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's impressive. It really is. Going back to Disney, Pirates of the Caribbean, At World's End, Dead Man's Chest, sequels to Curse of the Black Pearl, the first one. Uh, that's maybe uh, top two, top three trilogy ever as of character arcs. So I don't know. This is a lot of my perspective. And, and this all comes into Miss Marvel because Miss Marvel came up during a time where I was completely blacked out of anything that was happening. From the outskirts, everything that Marvel Comics, not Marvel Cinematic Universe, not Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, whatever the heck that guy's name is. Yeah, the MCU, right? I'm talking the Marvel Publishing House, the House of Ideas. 2013, Captain Marvel 14 premieres Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan also shares five to six creators, <laughs> which is way too much. I think that's the biggest criticism with the character. And then from that point on, this idea of Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel being a diversity-positioned uh, character, um, you know, even when it comes down to the the showrunner, the head writer for Miss Marvel. It's there. It's 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 an accurate assessment. It's 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 an accurate um, criticism. Uh, I don't feel like it's overblown. Now, what we do with that now? It's very different because if if we move into an age of diversity where these things become a focal point, you know, they, and you got to remember, it's temporary. It, it's a focal point until it's no longer one. And we get a character that, uh, according to Marvel, Joe Quesada, uh, who just left. I might do a video on, on him, so be on the lookout. They were like, look, th this character is popping. This character is resonating. Um, it's, it's going in a direction that we were not anticipating. It's pulling in uh, the type of reader that we want for the future. And people might be like, well, it's not enough. It's not enough of a readership. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Venom wasn't either, nor was Deadpool. Uh, those two characters were thrown into the middle of what you would call the comic book boom. Same as Harley Quinn. Uh, you know, like, it's, it's not apples to apples. And I'm not making an argument here for diversity uh, or diversity hires. I'm just I'm telling you a little bit of, of the history of all of this. And then along the way, some of the creators, uh, Sana Amante, who just left Marvel too, uh, I believe four to five months ago. Yeah, you know, they 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 make these comments. Uh, it's not for you. Uh, I wanted to create a character I could identify with. And diversity in a very large way, because I've been really digging deep on the creation of uh, Batman and Bob Kane and, and the Bill Finger stuff. Uh, maybe more on that later. I don't know. And a lot of it's friendship and nepotism. Friendship, nepotism versus diversity hires and diversity action within companies. And, you know, like, it's, I got to say, <laughs> I don't see much of a difference. I really don't. Now, 
is it frustrating? Is it is does it make one angry? Does one make concessions when they criticize one and, and let the other one pass? They do. And yeah, you know, like and I'm not saying that there's not uh, maniacs on both sides of some of these arguments, but but Miss Marvel is the diversity character. It's it's uh, it's the um, you know the hood ornament, so to speak, of this type of movement. Now here's the thing: we have a show on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, they spent some money on this. They spent some money. Uh, I would say, if, when it comes from an art direction standpoint, uh, it's great. Uh, it's up there. A lot, a lot of time spent. A lot of money spent. First appearance, 2013, 2022, live action. That's when. I don't, I know you don't want to think about it that way, but it's 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 a win. And now we have a split internet. The internet is divided. Some people like it, some people don't. The people that don't like it, strictly just they don't like it. Uh, they don't even like it that it's maybe not for them. I think it is, and I I guess this is where the adot uh, the. Can I say the audacity part of this conversation creeps in? Miss Marvel is intended to be within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's intended to be a a spinoff or a, a, a true spiritual sequel to Captain Marvel. Endgame, right? Captain Marvel shows up in Endgame, almost kicks Thanos' butt. Or it, right? Or was I Infinity War? No, Endgame. I'm getting my uh, <laughs> my giant Avenger movies mixed up. The interesting start of Miss Marvel, just the precept. It's it's quite simple. We have a teenager that has grown up within the events that we've been witnessing within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She grew up. She's a uh, a child of this time. She's even a child of Spider Man. And people compare her to Peter Parker and and Tom Holland. Uh, I I believe that's fair because they're just teenagers. I mean baseline. But this show gives us a part of one of the answers of if you grew up in an age of heroes. Heroes that we've all grown to love through the MCU. What would you do if you got powers? What would you do? Who would you be? And within that, we have our creator, our lead writer, Bisha K. Ali. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, pretty good Wikipedia. Data analyst. Uh, she worked as a, um, I think, a, a suicide operator. Went into stand-up comedy. She did win some diversity something, but went into TV writing. And for the last like five six years, she's been writing, uh, you know, like one show per season on multiple series. And she gets this shot. And like you might, like we all know her. I don't know her upbringing. I don't know how much of her life is put into the show. But her parents, the way how she writes the parents on this show, lovable. Her 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 brother, lovable. 
uh, you know, I'm a little bit into episode two and Kamala Khan starts developing a love interest and, and that's tricky. And then, yeah, we get some of these passive uh, comments in, in history class. I mean, we get some of these drops. Um, yeah, but we're just exploring ideas here. Uh, it's it's uh, covert and subvert. And it's not in your face, but it's there. So, you know, these ideas about it being woke and, and these other things, uh, I believe it's there if that's how we're going to define woke. But then along the way, we have, I mean, this this Amon uh, Val, Valerine, right? I, I cannot pronounce any of these names. I, is, it, is this her? The, either way, the girl in this show is the cutest freaking thing. She's so freaking cute. Uh, yeah, you know, like it, 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 the high school is not a real high school. It it is like a Disney kids high school, but these are this is a, also a part of the young Disney, the teenage Disney crowd and audience. You know, Disney does this stuff well. They um they they do it better than Nickelodeon. There's a formula. There's a unit of people that understand what they're making when they're. When they do their Disney high school shows, watch some of them. I mean, we really have to be honest. The the two standouts for Disney Plus, it's Big Shot with John Stamos and it's the, the Mighty Ducks. Uh, the, those are the, the two best shows that Disney Plus has put out. So, I mean, it's the, the show's lighthearted, it's enjoyable, and, and it's giving us a position and an angle within the MCU that I, I really didn't think we were going to see beyond the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And the Tom Holland Spider-Man is different. You know, like he's thrown into the mix. This girl is completely on the outside. She's a product of, you know, if you want to call it the invasion of New York, same as Kate Bishop was in Hawkeye. They're a products of these extraordinary events, these extraordinary things that happen around them. And in a very large way that is the Marvel Universe. Not cinematic universe. That's the Marvel Universe. Regular people thrown into the mix. This was always the appeal of Marvel. This was never DC. DC was gods. Gods on Earth. Marvel is the regular guy witnessing it. This show is it. The show is there. And... I'm, I'm very much anticipating the in the the entire story, the entire six episodes of this, because I just have a feeling that there there's going to be a gotcha at the end that they're going to you know like do something with it, like do something that brings it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe more so than they did with Moon Knight. But at the same time, uh, I'm a little relieved. That uh, we're not going through Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, or Spider-Man No Way Home, where, you know, it's infinitely connected to 12, 100 other pieces of content within the MCU. You know, like, this is on the outskirts, and because of that, I think it's it's more enjoyable, it's more watchable, it's way more consumable. So, I mean, to me, it's it's a watch. It's worth the six hours to put into it. Uh, it goes all the way through mid-July. Uh, I do believe, like, you know, I want to say Moon Knight. There was enough anticipation where it worked when they were dropping the episodes. Uh, I would say Miss Marvel should have been a, a bigger drop. They should have had the first three episodes dropped. 
and then trickle the, the others as they did with Obi-Wan. But everyone, AK Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, we're not done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I made some decisions <laughs> from the latest episode. So starting with episode 464, we're going to do we're we're gonna do things out of order. Okay. Venom two, let there be carnage, post credit scene, quick talk, quick conversation, quick explanation of why that um what happened with that when that dropped and why it's important and why it's it's not important. Or why is it important that it's not important? And then we're gonna go into Venom, then we're gonna go into Let There Be Carnage, and then we're gonna discuss Morbius. And then at that point, we're not only are we all caught up on Marvel, uh, we're also moving forward. Could be a Jurassic Park arc. It also could be a Top Gun one two doozy. Uh, I'm making moves for nine a.m. and nine p.m. drops. So we got a lot going on here, people. I love you. Rock and roll. <laughs>